0: 3, 2, 1, No Kidding. Probably the awesome here. It is a happy February 2nd. And I'm freezing. <laughs> it's a little chilly here in upstate New York. Oh, I'll tell you, it's definitely motivation, the cold, to remind me of all the reasons why I need to live somewhere warm and make all my dreams come true so I can do that. Okay, The inspirational calendar today has a quote from Ann Landers to start us off. Nobody gets to live life backward. Look ahead. That is where the future lies. That's nice. I'll agree that's nice. I also will remind you that I'm a believer that we stay present. I definitely don't think we should go backwards and dwell in the shit. It's okay to go a little backwards and heal the stuff or reflect on the backwards to heal the stuff. But don't get too crazy about the future because we can't control it. Like Harry, I'm talking about in the future I want to live in Florida or somewhere warm or not really Florida. All over. I'll spend some time in Florida. I I know some good people down there. But it's not – I have to stay in this moment and in the day and take each day with gratitude and not for granted – And know that my future will work itself out and be promising and exciting and amazing. So I hope that helps expand on that a little bit. Okay. Joan Evitt says in our Body, Mind, and Spirit book today, the thought is not the same as the act. We can't just flip a switch and turn off our thoughts. Thoughts of gambling, drugs, food, alcohol, and sex may still trouble us in recovery. We may even be tempted into a relapse by telling ourselves, well, the thought is there, so a slip is coming. Might as well be over it. Might as well get it over with. And I actually, I've read, I've read somebody said that. Like, okay, I drank, so now, now that I've lost my time, why keep going? I guess this reading will tell us why. But in recovery, we do not have to act on every thought. We must remind ourselves that the thought and the action are separate. Then we can allow unhealthy thoughts to pass by us. We can let go of unhealthy thoughts by talking with our sponsor, sharing our thoughts at a meeting, reading 12-step literature, praying, or meditating. When the urge to return to addiction is powerful, we can get through the difficult times by telling ourselves, this too shall pass. Thoughts end. We can choose neither to act on them nor to judge ourselves for their content. for their content. Wow, let me try that again. Thoughts end. We can choose neither to act on them nor to judge ourselves for their content. We could see them as information and move on, strengthened by our recovery program. Today, help me remember that thoughts of relapse will pass. Give me strength to control my actions until the thoughts pass. If I remember correctly, like urges, I've heard different things from seconds to to 20 minutes is all an urge will last. And maybe I'm thinking of it in the sense of smoking. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it works. Oh, excuse me. I'm not sure how it works exactly for gambling or alcohol. But it does pass. And I think this reading is giving us permission to have the thoughts and also know that we don't have to act on them. For example, my whole smoking yo-yo is the one that I can best describe because it's been a like a two-year, three-year yo-yo. of I can quit. I can get to 30 days. I can get to a week. And then once I smoke once and have it with a wonderful cup of coffee, then I'm like, oh, I smoked once. I might as well buy a pack. Like I could so relate to this. And even with gambling, I definitely – I have gambling – thoughts sometimes. It's really weird. So living in front of a casino and walking by it, you know, in the summer, multiple times a day in the winter, we're still trying to walk, but I'm either walking by it or driving by it constantly. And I take notice now, there's some days that I don't even, it doesn't even equate in my mind that it's a casino. Never mind the casino, I placed my last bet. And then there's other days I'm like, hmm, wouldn't it be nice if I could just gamble normal and go in and whatever, like I have those thoughts. they're okay to have, like I acknowledge them, okay, I thought it, and then I keep going, and actually before I know it, they're gone because I don't give them that much power at least at least with the with the gambling, the smoking, I could still play some pretty sick games, which is probably why I haven't quit completely. And after getting the two different theories on why I smoke from two different people, I really, really want to quit to kind of prove the counselor wrong that says, I smoke because I think people don't love me. Like, just to prove that, I kind of want to quit. But that can't be why I quit, to prove someone wrong. So it's going to, I believe it's going to flow away when it's when it's time. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm thinking about smoking right now can you tell <laughs> anyway the the premise of having the thoughts it's okay and when we talk about all the things that we do to protect ourselves from relapse everything from meetings Doing readings, listening to the podcast, talking to people, working with our therapist, forgiving people, journaling, doing our step work. I mean, on and on and on. All those things are strengthening us and they're taking away our attention, right? So we can think about how grateful we are for something or how good it feels to release the tension or the stress of being angry with someone if we're focusing on those kinds of things there's not a, as much time for thoughts to sneak in i mean they're going to happen they're probably going to happen forever i tr- i i've heard people in meetings at all different stages where they're like i don't really think about it unless i'm i'm at group or or in a meeting, like that's the only time of the week or day that they might acknowledge or be thinking about gambling, but they're not really thinking about gambling in the sense of going to do gambling. And, geez, that's a sweet place to be, right? To have it not drag us back or reel us in or or, or take us back to the bat, the way that I feel like the gas station takes me back to my smoking. You know what pisses me off? I'll be honest. I've never said this to you guys, and I'm embarrassed to say it, which is why I've never said it. It ticks me off that all the things that I've learned and done to help me stop gambling and drinking, I struggle with the smoking. Like, why doesn't it just all fix? Like, if I know the things. It's kind of like when we had the PRGM guys on. And they talked about allaholics like switching. I wonder, am I smoking more because I'm not gambling and drinking? If I've if I've taken care of the damage, you know the the mental damage, and like have freed myself from all the things that I could tell you inspired me to gamble or that I was running from. Why the hell am I still smoking? I don't think I'm smoking to cope because I don't feel like I smoke any more or less with stress, I just freaking like it, which is not good. I want to be healthy and I want to have a a bright future. So I need to, I need to get rid of it eventually here. So that's kind of my thoughts on how it applies to smoking and my little secret that I feel sometimes like not like a failure but like I should be doing a better job cuz I understand enough about this. I've never gone to like 12 step for quit smoking or anything like that, but I feel like I feel like I need to work on this. So when I have the thoughts, I'm going to have to take this this reading literally. You know, when I have the thoughts just say, I don't need to relapse. The thought is over. I can I can get past this or it won't last long. And that just because i thought it doesn't mean i need to act on it and you don't need to either it's we're we're ramping up to the super bowl one of the biggest i'm sure sports betting holidays and i don't keep bringing it up so that you think about it and have the thoughts to where you can go but i keep bringing it up so that you can arm yourself if you're someone who is is susceptible to placing a bet or buying a square or doing the thing. In my mind, it's so normalized, right? Everybody would do it. I'm hoping that there's less pressures by people not being in the offices as much or or just being too busy or whatever, but we have to prepare ourselves because the way this reading is talking about it playing out is if we bet for Super Bowl and we think it's just innocent, and I saw this, oh my gosh, there was somebody at the center and maybe this is why this is eating at me. This is going back a few years ago. He was so this man was so genuine and kind and I don't I don't even know how to explain him. And he had been through a lot of shit. He was a vet and he just he just had this big heart and you could tell and he went to a Super Bowl party and and gambled and then came back and then he he went into the cycle. He let the thoughts and the, okay, I did it once. And I've never seen him since. I mean, since that. So it must have been two or three Super Bowls ago. And that's why I nag you guys. That's why I talk about it. I don't like it when people disappear, especially due to something as destructive as gambling or drinking. It, it's sad. And I hope that, you feel empowered, like listening to this reading, knowing that it doesn't have to end that way. That you can you can take back the power. You can be like, okay, that was the thought. Thank you, thought, for showing up. You reminded me how much I love my new life without the bet. You reminded me that stringing together streaks of time helps motivate me or keeps me clean. You can... You can do whatever thoughts work for you in this fashion to keep you going. And I don't know, write, write down your gratitude list in that moment. Call a friend. Just distract yourself from something. I had seen someone talk once about you could do anything for five minutes. So if someone was really like depressed and didn't want to get out of bed that day, this was the context of how I saw it the girl was saying, well, get up and just do something for five minutes. Go for a walk for five minutes. If after five minutes you don't feel like getting up and facing the rest of the day or you don't feel like walking more, you don't feel like doing the thing, then go back to bed. Like, just go back to bed. It's okay. You tried for five minutes. But what ends up happening is at the end of the five minutes, they feel better, they're more motivated to continue to go on versus just trying to tackle like, oh, I have to face the whole day, that's a whole lot more scarier than I have to face this moment or this one thought. Like minimize it. It's just a thought. Okay. What else can I think about? Oh, I could think about I'm grateful for the fact that I have shelter even though I'm freezing and numb to the bone and my heat is turned on 83 and it's still not kicking in in this room. <laughs> okay. So now I didn't, I'm, I'm totally not thinking about what I was telling you because I'm thinking about how cold I am whatever that is, play with it. It's going to be different for everyone and it's not going to be easy. And that's why doing things like meditation or reading or journaling get our mind framed in a little different place so that our mind isn't bullying us. We we don't need to be bullied by our mind. We can be stronger than that. We, we can not allow it to win. That's how I feel about it. And hopefully... For me, I can apply it a little better to some of the things I want to still work on. And I apologize for the yawns. I don't know where they're coming from. I slept until like after 7 this morning, which is not how I like to operate. (laughs) But I don't know if I get more tired from sleeping longer. Anyway, think about that. Think about preparing yourself for the thoughts. Think about not living in the thoughts and, and letting them drag you down. That's that's the plan for today. All right, beautiful people. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Thanks.